world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, thanks for getting up and joining us here this morning. Yeah, you gotta be kind of quiet because I think maybe there are people around me who are asleep, but they're not gonna be asleep for very long. Uh, look at this background. Michelle, don't be mad at me. Pray for Michelle. She couldn't come with me. Uh, we are in uh, Mashpee. Mashpee, Mashpee, Massachusetts, which is, uh, well, they call that Martha's Vineyard. And uh, it's a long story how we got here. And I'm happy to be here. Had good travel yesterday. And uh, I'm greatly, greatly encouraged that uh, we're not the only ones in this fight, folks. We're not the only ones. I'm going to try to unveil some of that. Jonathan Keene, you guys know Jonathan, who's been joining us on the show regularly. Uh, Jonathan drove all the way up here to be part of it. Well, he has another reason why. (laughs) His son plays in the Cape Cod League. His son's a a great uh, baseball player at uh, Wake Forest. And plays in the summer league up here, so he got to come up and watch his son pitch tomorrow night. Tomorrow night pitches tomorrow night, so it, it was you know it was a double double deal for him. But uh, uh, Jonathan's here. The only really uh, uh, our our team, whatever that would mean, is kind of me and Brett, and of course Jonathan. But uh, we ran into a group up here called Gideon's Army. Uh, Spencer, I think I shot you a picture of that today. I don't know if you can throw that up on the screen or not. Their their website. I'd never heard anything about them. No, that's not it. I think I sent you just, I think I sent a website link to it. That's what we're doing here. Maybe you could, uh, yeah, Gideon's Army. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. When we got in here, they're just like they're wearing, they're wearing team shirts. They're doing exactly what we're doing. Right. They got, they, they got their own flag. I mean, they, so uh, again, we know this, don't we? We're not the only one. We're not, we're, when, who was it? Aaron Lewis, uh, am I the only one? Mm-hmm. Am I the only one? No, we're not the only one. We're not the only one. So uh, I really struggled about coming out. I just got, I have so many things on my plate and I wanted Michelle to be able to come with me. And I said, I'm not going to go if you don't go. And, you know, she's home being a grandma and, and doing, doing those duties. And of course she has a life of her own as well. And finally, just at the last minute, we were so conflicted about it that she said, uh, I, you know, you just go. So, so Michelle, that's not, uh, that's not the ocean back there. That's a pond. That's called John's pond. Believe it or not, we're sitting on fresh water, and uh, we had a full week. So if you can, uh, so Gideon's Army, uh, throw that uh, that little promotion thing back up. Here's what Brett sent me, and I thought, what? So this is what this. So Brett says, "Come on, coach, you got to come out." Sheila's here. Yes, she's here, and some other famous folks might show up. So Cape First Annual. Cape Cod Gathering for God and Country, Gideon's Army, and the Christian Revolution, 112 Old Brickyard Road, Mashpee. That's where we are. So Brett sends me this. What are we doing? We're doing Sunrise Prayer, Plymouth Rock, and Mayflower Tour, Lobster Boil. I hate them. Clam Bake. Uh, special guest speakers, praise and worship, baptism, honking waves. So here we are. And, I'm, you know, I'm sorry I could have 
maybe put out more of a notice for maybe some of you guys could have come up this way. Although I don't really know how many people we have out here in the New England area. Mike and Polly, maybe they could have come down or Paul. I don't know. So apologize. Don't don't get mad at me, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna light, I'll lighten up after I get Myra to pray for us. Uh, about the last five or six days, maybe it's been longer than that. Five or six days. Sometimes I feel like I'm. Uh, can I just be honest? I want to take a poll. Can I just be honest? I'm waiting for you to say yes or no. Please be yeah. honest. Yep. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you. I'm going to be honest because I love you. I love you. Uh, dudes, we got to toughen up. We have got to toughen up. And by that I mean, we got to quit taking we have to quit taking stuff personally, whether it's, whether it's theology, whether it's a statement that somebody makes, jeezy, criminy, stop taking it personally. Ooh. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to say it in a, in a nice way. I'm going to tell you this. I can tell you the truth, right? A lot of you ain't ready for what's coming. If you're getting offended by something I say, <laughs> Um, I'm just telling you, you're not you're not ready for what's coming. And I want you to know this for the most part. I, I never come on this show. I, I hate painting with a broad brush, although I do a lot of it. But I'm never going to come on this show and say something about Jonathan if I haven't talked to Jonathan about it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to come on here and say, well, you know, we have this guy down there. He's always giving me a hard time. He's sending me email. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. If I got a problem, I'm going to pick. I'm going to. I'm going to call Judah. I'm not going to suck on my thumb and call somebody else and place it. Do you hear what he said today? He's talking about me. He's talking about, right, right. Now, see, the person, see, somebody out there right now thinks I'm talking about them. See, right now, you think I'm talking about you. Well, if the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> right? Come on. For, we got to give each other some slack here, right? And I don't, I don't. I don't ask my wife. If I say to my wife, honey, is my belly getting big? I don't want her lying to me. <laughs> you get what I'm telling you? It is, coach. Thank you. <laughs> now I can do something about it. She says, oh, no, honey, you look just as good as you looked when you were 24. I said, liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> or I can get mad and call somebody. I call Coach Moore and say, Michelle said I'm getting fat. <laughs> you, you guys picking up on a limb down here? We got to get. Uh, listen, I, I, I was just kind of re- on plane. You got a lot of time on the plane. I was replaying in my head. People who aren't around anymore, around the queue anymore. I hope they're plugged in somewhere. But I can tell you this: at the heart of most of it is somebody got offended. I don't agree with him on this, and I don't agree with him on that. And he said this, and he was talking about. Come on, man. Come on. You with me? Give me a thumbs up. Suck it up, buttercup. We, we got we got to toughen up. We're, we're in war. We're really in war. And as I said, I'm encouraged because there are other warriors. It's not just it's not just us. We're going to have to fight with people maybe we don't even know. And we might have to fight with people who have a different opinion theologically of the end time. We might have to. We might have to. And uh, 
we're going to have to figure out what it is that we're fighting and it isn't each other. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Love you. I used to get in fights with my brothers all the time. Uh, still love my brothers. And I don't, I don't ever mind us having a disagreement. Uh, God bless you. Call me. And we'll, people say, Coach, you're so busy. I can't get on. Right here's my phone. What are you talking about? I carry it with me everywhere I go. You can't get a hold of me. Dial it. Hello? That's how it works. Okay? But don't bug me with trivialities. Okay? <laughs> right? Don't call me and tell me your toenails cracked. Okay? <laughs> I, I can't. All right. Myra Press in there. We have. Coach, I will be honored to. Um, it is written in James 2, 14 through 20. What does a prophet, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? Mm. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warm and be filled, mm-hmm. but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Does also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Wow. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show, show you my faith by my works. Show you believe me. you believe that there is one God you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. <laughs> but do you want to know, all oh foolish man, the faith without work is dead. Jesus, you're welcome to Coach Dave Huddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Even the dead fish float downstream, folks. Huh? <laughs> even the dead fish, dead faith. Faith without works is dead. And see, that's, that's one of the lies that they told us in the church as well, right? That uh, works works are bad. Don't do, you can't earn your way into heaven. Quit talking about works. That's bad. Really? We just heard there that faith without works is dead. So a lot of you got some dead faith, dead fish floating downstream. I'm looking for those trout jumping upstream, fighting to, get upstream so they can make some mama have some uh, children and repopulate. Cause we're in a, we're in a building in a restoration phase here in America. Uh, I'm going to show you a couple of things before I get let Johnson come in here and, uh, and bark a little bit. Uh, get that picture up there. I, I'm looking at the notes on my day. Carrie Madej, get her picture up there. Can you believe this lady? Huh? 10 days from a plane crash and I'm healing. Well, all praise to our creator in heaven. Mm. Your prayers have worked wonders to carry. You know, you know, Dr. Carrie, unbelievable. She, they crashed. She and Billy crashed, crashed into a a woods. And they were so deep into the woods that they literally had to take chainsaws. And not, not Carrie and Billy, they were in the plane. Billy was me- messed up. Carrie's leg was basically backwards. And they had to sit in that plane for like 40 minutes before the rescue crews could even get back into them. Mm-hmm. How they are even alive is absolutely the trees, saved. the trees probably saved them. Whatever, right? But look at that smile on their face. She's doing well. Billy's doing well. So appreciate all, all the prayers. Hey, uh, real quickly, Paul Goslin uh, is uh, Paul Goslin's one of us, folks. Patriot Health. Did I did I put that link in there? Uh, is it is it Spencer or John? Who am I talking to today? Spencer. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, Spencer. Did I put that in there, that Patriot Health? Uh, did I? Yeah, Dr. Paul says, Dr. Paul, click on that. Hey, folks, come on, man. We're all in this thing together. Join Dr. Paul's health uh, network if you can. There it is. Support Dr. Paul Goslin's new medical practice. He's up and running. Uh, he's, he's got his license back. He's he's meeting with patients and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, a lot of us for $25 a month could really, really take some pressure off Dr. Paul. $10 a month, whatever you, whatever you want to do. And if you just can go right there and support him or go, you can even go directly to his his uh, own website and do that. But I just encourage you, all of you to help uh, help keep Paul in the battle, help get his legs back under him with his practice, which is destroyed by the Luciferians and, and all that stuff that's going on. Cool. Uh, Oh, I got to. No, I won't do that. I won't do that. Hey, go, hey, Spencer, go to the bottom. This, this kind of, this is pretty cool. Russian ban on LGBT. You guys know that? Do you know that? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Duma, which I don't know. I guess that's some type of. I don't know. Would that be their Congress? I don't know. The Duma committee seeks full ban on LBG propaganda in Russia. <laughs> huh? God bless America, right? The Russians. The Russians. We hate the Russians. They're, they are holding up. Vladimir Putin. I'm not his. I'm not his best buddy or anything. But they're holding up a banner of righteousness in many, many ways, and they don't want to be infiltrated by the by Western values. And so they have actually a committee, according to Alexander Christian, whatever the committee proposed to introduce administrative liability for such propaganda, expanding Article Six to the administrative offense code, which currently only provides for punishment for the propaganda of non-traditional sexual relations among minors. If you are promoting non-traditional sexual behaviors between minors, it's crime. It's going to be a crime in Russia. Are you guys listening to me? Why is that not a crime here? That's what Gideon's army and what that's, that's what we're, that's what we're all about here. So I can't see the hands that are up in the air. Anybody got any, Thing for the good of the group here before uh, before I get uh, Jonathan in here and maybe get Judah going in here as well. Anybody? Hey, good morning, Coach. Um, <laughs> give you guys an update. I don't know if you guys heard, but in the state of California, they just passed a bill to give children pills to um, alter their puberty so they can decide whether they want to be a boy or a girl. How sick are we, huh? How sick are we? I didn't see that, Julian. I'd have been better off if I didn't know it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I, I know Gideon's army too. I've been following them for a while. They're awesome. Kelly Falcons yeah. with them too. It's uh, they are awesome people. And I asked him yeah, last night. I had a chance to say a few words last night. I said, "What were Gideon? What were Gideon's two weapons? Gideon only had two weapons. Only had two. Does anybody know what they were? Gideon defeated that huge army with two weapons. Prayer. No." They shine the light. They shine the light and they made noise. Yeah, that's right. That's a theme, folks. They shone they shone the light. Lord whittled them down to three hundred. And if you read the story of Gideon's, what do they do? They got these pots and put up a bunch of lights and then they broke the pots and they made a bunch of noise. And the armies turned on themselves. So if we pattern ourselves after Gideon's army, what do we have to do? Well, we have to shine light <laughs> and make noise, right? And I think we find that the more and more that we do that, the more effective that we're going to be. Because we're really, really in a war. And I don't know if you saw this. I'm, I'm kind of, 
I'm going to get Johnson in here. Just a little bit of a news update here today. Uh, they uh, go to the, the um, where is it? Which one do I want? They all lied. Go to it. They all lied. Uh, Spencer, they all lied. I don't know if you guys saw that song, Lou, Lou Rockwell, this morning. We now know that Chris Ray and the FBI, they all lied. They all lied. They had guys who were, uh, they had agents infiltrated into the Proud Boys organization. In other words, they'd sent, like, uh, is Coach Dave Live infiltrated? No, we could be. We could be. And you know what? I don't really care because we don't do anything that we're ashamed of. So if you, if you want to infiltrate, you could just come on in. But now we find out from a whistleblower. I'm, I'm not going to read all this, but maybe we can put it in the chat and people can read it. Either. This is what we're up against, friends. Remember I told you uh, a, a couple of weeks ago that the uh, the police, the job of the police department is to protect the government. It's not to defend you anymore. Sorry. So they, they had an infiltrator <clears throat> hired by the uh, FBI, infiltrated the Proud Boys, became one of the Proud Boys. And they go to Washington, D.C. for January 6th. Many of us were there on January 6th. We know what happened. Jonathan was there on January 6th. We know what happened. Judah was there. Well, we know what really happened. But the Proud Boys were infiltrated by an FBI agent, hired, trained, reporting to the FBI. And we now have documents released by a whistleblower that says we have the emails, the text messages from this whistleblower telling the FBI that the Proud Boys are doing nothing wrong, that the Proud Boys are actually defending the Capitol. Amen. The Proud Boys and, and uh, um, Stuart Rhodes Group's Oath Keepers went there to defend people, patriots, against Antifa and those kind of stuff. So the FBI... Those guys are in jail today, and the FBI knew from their whistleblower, from the from their informant, that these guys weren't doing anything wrong. We have all that information. What the hell's going on, friends? What's going on? It's funny. I rode on the plane yesterday with Troy Balderson, who's my I, I flew into DC. The first trip is into DC. Troy Balderson, my my elected representative, is sitting right there. I wanted to go sit beside him and give him an earful for about an hour and a half right out here. What the hell are you guys doing? How are you letting this go on? When are you going to rein in the FBI? When, when? When? Oh, I got so much I want to say, but I'm not going to say more about it. Take Put that article in, in there so people can see and follow the links, and you'll find out that the FBI, they don't they call that exculpatory evidence? Isn't that what it is? And their, their spy that they infiltrated into the Proud Boys, was sending messages back to his superiors. These guys are honorable. They're not doing anything wrong. It's it's beyond scandalous. Beyond scandalous. Amen? Amen. Oh, the FBI is the new Gestapo. Well, they are the new, the new... Yeah, they are. And it goes back to my, again, my favorite old Clint Eastwood movie. Just doing my job, boss. Just right. doing my job. And what Luke say, calling it your job, don't make it right. I believe there are probably a lot of really, really good men in the FBI. But are you a really good man if you look the other way when your superiors are? Right. You're not a good man. Job. Yep. If your boss is telling you something like that. If your boss is telling you to do something that's not, not moral, you stand up. Find, find something else to do, man. 
I'd go dig ditches before I'd do that. So, Jonathan, jump on in. Give you some room. Hey, um, so um, I got to witness this uh, crowd last night and, and kind of absorb all the information. But the Lord is really. Can you guys hear him or does he need yeah. to speak louder? You're doing so, right. um, the theme, I say, Lord, what it, why am I here? What is my theme for everything that I, we did some stuff in Pilot Mountain. We did a cafe to reach our neighbors and it was a, it was a nonprofit. We didn't make any money. He's a faith uh, by works kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we did this uh, 14 years ago. And, and then we did a thing where we, we call it taking back the street. And the reason I called it taking back the street, this is what I'm going to make the theme of this for what the Lord gave me this morning. I was reading Psalm 24, and uh, I'll read the first two verses. And I throw it up on the screen there if you could. Psalm 24, 24, verses one and two. I have the New King James, so that's okay. I'll be a it's all right. Off. So at least okay. Listen, that's folks. Again, I was a teacher. Some people learn by reading. Some yeah. learn by hearing. Right? We try to do both. Amen. Things. Amen. The earth is the Lord's, not Satan's. Just because he plays in the second heaven doesn't mean he has rights to the earth. So the theme of Jonathan Keener is this. Our feet belong on the earth, not in space, not on Mars. They freaking belong on the earth and we occupy till he comes. So that's our, there's a lot packed in that. The earth is the Lord's by he's the creator too. Not by a process. Mm. So the earth is the Lord's. Already. <laughs> Already it's been. It's always been. And, and we got to go back. This is all about going back to the fundamentals of how we got to rebuild everything. This is about restoration. The whole theme on what I talk about is restoration. So first you got to establish that the earth belongs to the Lord. Not only as creator, but as manager and maintainer. And all its fullness. So all the accumulation of peoples and tribes and tongues they say oh we can only handle 500 million uh-uh. we can handle way more than what we have right now we have plenty of food so the earth is the lord and all its full the technology the energy all the smarts of these people it all belongs to him the world and all those who dwell therein for he has founded it upon the seas and established it Upon the waters. How do you build something on water? God did. Hmm. He separated the water from the water. Only God can do these things. So in my theme here, like how do we rebuild the man? Well, the man has to come back to the garden and understand who he is. He was made by God to take care of the earth. So I'm out there looking at the beautiful fresh water. It's clear. It's been taken care of. By people that live here. They they didn't throw a bunch of crap in there. And they took care. They took care of it. That's what we're supposed to do. So we get our uh, theology from the scriptures. And so we as believers. Lovers of God and lovers of the creator. We need to take care of the earth. We need to manage the earth. We need to rule the earth. And, and we do that in Christ. As a new creature in Christ, Christ came to save the earth. He saved the soil when he died on the cross so that he will send back a new heaven. But we got to take care of this earth. And, and so the whole idea of rebuilding the man, we got to know that we walk on the earth that was given to us to be under our control. Not Satan. 
not the the luciferians not so it's a restoration process it's a restoration of the man and then in turn the man occupies where he is and then he becomes a <laughs> he becomes an occupier of where he is so god puts you prophet this is my word for for application all of us have been put specifically where we're supposed to be Unless he tells you to move, the Holy Spirit tells you to move, wherever you're supposed to be, you're to occupy that territory by prayer, by your words, by your influence into wherever you can influence. And that is our assignment right now. Occupy where we are, take control, take, get, build a team, gather people. That's what I know the Lord is telling me to do. God's commission to Joshua. Joshua 1, pull that up there for us if you could really quickly, folks. And again, I don't know. I don't know where, somewhere along the line, I, it's New King James. That's okay. I, I don't. I don't know where where we lost this. I'm, I mean, I don't. That's fine. That's fine. Go ahead and throw it up there. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord, Lord, spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, "Moses, my servant is dead. Next man up. <laughs> Next man up." We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Miles, this my servant is dead. Now, therefore, get your butt up and go over this Jordan, you and all of those people that are hanging out there with you, and you go to the land which I am giving to them. Who? Those people who get up and go. I don't know if he's giving to those who don't go. Now, we see, he says here, the children of Israel. I get that, right? He's want, He wants everybody to go. He wants everybody to go take possession of the land. And he says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, it's yours, dude. Actually, it's his, right? And he says, because I own it, I'm giving you squatters rights, okay? You go take that back. Does that mean Washington, D.C.? I flew over that yesterday. <laughs> landed at Reagan International, and I'm looking out the window, and there's that big penis, I mean obelisk, sticking up in the sky. And I'm thinking, Lord, why would... Why would we put something like that here? When they're going to honor George Washington, why would they put a phallic symbol up here, Lord? We need to reclaim that, don't we? Does the Lord own Washington, D.C., the seat of our government? The Lord, the earth is the Lord's. Amen. And, and all and of it in it. And London. Everywhere. And Vatican. Every, he, owns every, he owns every bit of it, right? All the gold. <laughs> and he says, listen, you guys got to quit. You got to quit looking over your rear view, over the, your shoulder, the rear view mirror at all these great feats these other guys did. Because, right. Why? There's going to become a time where I'm going to write another book and your name's going to be in that book. And then we're going to be sitting around campfires up in heaven. I had, I had this picture, John. Have you ever heard this? You listen to Brett's here now. <laughs> um, somebody said to me, coach, can you imagine? Bill Federer, our credit, who said, told me. So can you imagine you make it to heaven? And you're sitting up there in heaven, and you're you're you're, you're new newbie. When you walk in, there and you, you sit down, and you're looking around, all the people walking around. You say, "God, I think I know that guy. I think that, that's in that Daniel. Yeah, I think there's yeah, Peter. Yeah, that's Peter." And go down there, and then at night, when you all get together, they have a welcoming committee for all the new people who showed up that day. And you're sitting around doing a wiener roast around the campfire, and all these guys sitting around the fire, they start telling stories about what they did. I said, "Hey, Samson." You were there, man. You pulled down those. Tell us about that. Samson tells the story about pulling down the pillars. And they say, oh, man. And then they, 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 then they go to Joshua. Joshua, what was going on then? Oh, Joshua talks about it. And then about the walls come tumbling down. And everybody's Great. clapping, saying, oh, dude, awesome. And then they turn and look at you. Coach Dave, what were you doing down there? 
I was an usher. <laughs> greeter. I was a greeter. I helped them park the cars in the church. Right? Do you understand that? Do you understand that in Hebrews 12? You don't have to go there. Hebrews 12 ends by saying that they without us cannot be made whole. This is a Amen. this is a tag team That's eternity race that we're running, and we all have to carry the baton and pass it on to the next guy. And the race isn't over till the last guy crosses the finish line. Amen. And you know what we're looking, sitting around waiting to do? We're sitting around waiting for a parachute. When the guy's going to run, there's going to be a parachute, and he's never going to finish that finish that race. That's not the way this thing is supposed to play out, folks. It's not. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so how the Lord helped me, the earth is the Lord's and the possession is the man. But think about what, what Ephesians teaches us, we are co-heirs. And I used the example, I did a little video this morning on my little channel, but if you take seven houses over there on this beautiful place and they may be worth $5 million, I'm just making it up, okay? The person who technically owns that deed, it's temporary. It's temporary. You give it to his kids and they could sell it, right? Yeah. You only own a thing here technically while you're alive. You but we already are co-heirs. We are already seated with Christ, right? right? So we need to own that title as a co-heir and then do our work on earth as a co-heir, not in arrogance, but in work. Because Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the nations. So that's a going, walking, moving on the earth message. It's not a sitting message. No. And whether you realize it or not, folks, the kingdom of God is advancing right now. It is, even though we get, we get it's it's happening, even right now, even right now. You look at all the stuff, uh, you'd be blind to not notice some of the little victories that we're getting, right? But I think those are just little evidences of bigger things that are going on behind the scenes that we don't even understand, right? Let me pull Judah in here a second. Let him give you perspective. Okay. Judah, Judah came to our, let me see if I can get you in here, buddy. Get this out of Are way. we allowed to do this? Yeah, we're allowed to do this. Judah was, Judah was at, also at uh, Sky High when we had our event up. But just throw, throw your four cents in there, Judah. By the way, it's getting loud behind us because everybody's coming. We have a little church service here in the morning. Go ahead, Judah. Well, Coach Dave, uh, what an honor. But uh, right now we're in, we're in times where we're, we're taking ground, we're moving forward. And uh, what a blessing. You know, it says uh, in Proverbs 27, 17, is that iron sharpeneth iron. And uh, that's why you want to associate with uh, other men, men who build you up, men who make you better. And uh, the times that we're in, it's amazing. Me even being here is a, is a miracle in itself. You know, the Lord says, be obedient as you move forward. You know, seek his face, seek him. And uh, you know what? Everything will be provided for you. And today, you know what, we're associating with great people that, you know what, they're taking ground. And uh, I don't like being around people who are lukewarm because uh, that will just spit you out. Mm. But the, the blessing is is just, just seeking his face and uh, calling on his name. You know, Yeshua is, the, is a blessing to all that call on him. And, um, you know, just amen. I, I was very fortunate. I can't say too much. But uh, there's a lady here that I get a chance to to honor, protect, and uh, and just guide. And the things I've witnessed, only God is doing. And uh, in this last week, you know, we saw in Times Amen. in New York City, her book, Forsake of America, 
is placed before all the people. And those called to his name that hear his voice, they're seeing this in Times Square and they're looking up and going, what is that? Her book's up on those big those big billboards, folks. <laughs> in Times Square. Yes, Times Time Square. Square. How does that happen? Only God. <laughs> Only God. And uh, obviously, there were some things in Georgia where they were struck by light. We'll say that. Lightning. Mm. And uh, you know what? We are entering into a new season. We are for sure. And uh, it is such a blessing. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here, Judah. Amen. What's that? The birthing a baby. That's right. Look, friends, when, you, you know me. i have got the old football coach theme here all the time, right? <laughs> uh, we used to put, we used to put uh, Coach Norm's out there, Coach Kai, if you're listening, you can verify it too. We, every year on our, uh, we bought our, our kids' workout gear, and the shirt they wore had a theme on it. When I first went to London, one of them that I put on there said, One Heartbeat. Every time they went out on the field, they understood we're one heartbeat, man. Right. One heartbeat. And I remember that uh, after we had a great year in 19, uh, 1990, we finished eight, went eight and two and lost in the first round of the playoffs. The next year, our shirt said, Finish it. Hmm. I got goosebumps. Yep. Finish it. You get it, folks? This is a this is a marathon race. It's a marathon. And our job is to finish the race that is set before us. That's right. It's all laid out there for us to get it. Yeah, the devil's had control of it for a while, but the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he said to Joshua, go put your foot on that thing and claim it because it's ours. And that's uh, I believe we're in the, with I the believe message. With the message. We don't take it with a sword. We, take it with we don't take it with the sword, we take it with the message. That's right. I can't see. I can't see who wants to talk. So help me out here, uh, Chad or Spencer. Somebody bring somebody in. Somebody got their hand up. Well, there I there I see him. There I see him. I got it. Go ahead, Reggie. Good morning, Coach. Um, I have to stand in agreement with my two Christian brothers over there from, to your left and your right, because I can hear the excitement of what it feels like. <laughs> I, I, I want to encourage people because I have to admit, you know, I, I work with uh, deliverance and I, people like their demons. They like, they like it. And it's like this fear where they don't want to let go. So taking back authority and taking back dominion, um, it's difficult to penetrate into their minds but if they understood the undescribable reward i will not name names but stephanie this weekend and i were high-fiving we were just because they know if you could see how they run and how they cower when you understand your dominion and your your power in the lord to claim that dominion to claim that authority i i just need to encourage people so much more because they're just not getting it and and, and it saddens me it, it just breaks my heart, but I'm going to stand with them in agreement and I will shout that to the rooftops. So Reggie, so Reggie, just, uh, you made me think of something as you were saying that uh, we, we, we opened up the show talking about how people react to certain things, right. And they get butt hurt and all, all that, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so uh, I was having a, an issue. I, I, I don't want to uncover my wife. Uh, Michelle and I were talking about something the other day and, and, and uh, she said something. I said, honey, why does that bother you? Hey, folks, that's a million-dollar question we ought to all ask ourselves. Right. Why does that bother you? Because there's a reason, right? And the Bible tells us take captive every thought 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So when I say this and you react that way, ask yourself, why am I reacting that way? Are you, are, are you really thinking I'm, I'm that mean of a guy that I want to make you feel bad? No, it's what Reggie's talking about. You're dealing with a past hurt, whether it be a demon, whether it be whatever. Something has imprinted you that when you hear that, you think this way automatically. We got to quit being controlled by our emotions. Amen. We got to be unoffendable. Just think about the worst thing that anybody could ever say about you and just and deal with it in your heart and say, that doesn't matter. Jesus on the cross said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Stephen, the first martyr, said, forgive them. You know, you'll know you're advancing in grace is when you can't be offended. I know that's true in my life. Amen. So how about this? So I hear I I feel guilty about this sometimes when I talk about pastors and good and I mention a good pastor. I say something about Pastor Dale and I say something about Pastor Tom. And I know there are other pastors out there that I'm not mentioning things about. And they're probably thinking, Well, why didn't he mention me? Mm. Well, dude, what does it matter if I do? Check your own heart, Amen. right? Amen. Well, you want the approval? You want the approval of men? And if somebody would say to me, well, what about Pastor Mike? I said, oh, yeah, Pastor Mike, too. I just didn't happen to think of him. I wasn't trying to slight him, right? So, again, we got to check our hearts, man. Because uh, uh, out of the, out of your heart comes the issues of life. Isn't that what it says? And how much of us, our walk is being blocked by issues of the heart. we got to be free. So got to be free. Like a Listen, great soldier. I'm, I'm, uh, this is a joke, oh. Michelle, if you're listening. I'm sorry Michelle didn't get to be cheerleader in the eighth grade. <laughs> but see, that spirit of rejection is still there sometimes, right? It's still there sometimes. And there's little things in our lives that the frame and form the way that we are. We gotta come, we gotta come face to face and heart to heart with the Almighty God and say, Lord, take that stuff away from me. Don't don't let me be offended by and, and and thank God for rejection, yeah. Because yeah. you had to learn how by grace to deal with it. Yeah. Thank God for your failures. Thank God for the setbacks, the the people that came against you in Jesus' name. That's how we learn. That's how that's our training ground. Is 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 abuse? Really. It's Romans five. Thank God for all your problems and trials. So they develop patience, patience, character, yeah, patience, character, hope. It's huge. <laughs> it's everything. Michelle, come on in. And Joe Allen. Thanks, Coach. Hey, good morning, team. Um, good word there, Jonathan, especially what you're talking about to, to occupy, to move. This is just kind of like earth school, you know, we're just learning mm-hmm. here. But um, I, I'm really drawn to Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are He's his tool. Hand, handiwork is a tool, right? Huh? And he says, give me, hey, instead of handing me a wrench, he says, hey, hand me Rochelle, will you? Hand me Rochelle. Hand me Jonathan, will you? Hey, honey, pass, pass Jonathan. To, hey, honey, hand me Brett, will you? <laughs> right? We don't look at it that way, do And we? it's for the completion of the work, which is the body of Christ, where we, we need every piece and part. So it's diversity. So there's going to be disagreement when you have diversity. But we have to understand that he is the head, the wisdom, the knowledge. Jesus Christ is our wisdom and knowledge. If we tap into the head, we can get along with diversity. we got to be prepared for diversity of thought. Mm. Amen. Amen. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Rochelle. Were you done? You're doing, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. By the way, I didn't mean to cut you. Off. <laughs> I've got to be. I got to be honest here. Okay, now um, I'm offended. 
All right, good. <laughs> Come on in, Joe. Coach, while you're sitting there eating lobster today. I'm not, Joseph. I'm not doing that. It's going to make you feel bad. Tell, tell them about the stick man syndrome. All that information that big head got to get out and act. That's Time right. is short. Time right. is short. Time is short, right? And your head, your head gets so big you can't even get it out, out, the, out the door anymore, right? So, again, it goes back to what we spoke about at the beginning. Faith without works is dead. If you're not, if you're not doing something with what uh, the Lord has given you, then uh, you're obedient. You're disobedient, folks. And that, I believe, is a sin. I believe and again, I talk about the guys being around the campfire up there in heaven. It's going to be unbelievable when we get on the other side and we look back and saw all the chances we had to make a play and didn't do it. Say, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You mean I could have spoke, spoken up right then and I could have spared somebody from all that crap they went through? I could have done that. Been that middle linebacker. I could, have, the gap. I could have blitzed the two gap and got him. Right? We, we really have That's not been the mentality of the church, but we have to. We have to develop that mentality. I feel you, Jonathan. Go ahead. So going on in Ephesians, having established in his flesh the enmity that is the law of the commandments contained in, in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace that he might reconcile them both to God in one body that through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity, he came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So how can we have one spirit, one access, one door, and if we go into the same door, we got to be influenced by the Spirit of God, which is testifying of Yeshua, who is the only way. We, we, it's because we're not in Christ. If we're having an argument, we're having a disagreement, we're having a misunderstanding, something's missing in the way we're approaching the whole situation. So we have to go in and say, what's wrong with me? So if I can't be offended, forgive, right? We just forgive the offense and move on. Then we can go through the door with the person. But if we take offense, then we got to stop and not go in. <laughs> I mean, that's just dumb. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you have to not pick up the, fin- the offense, yeah, put right? put it down. Put it down. Don't, don't, don't let it turn into a rock-throwing contest. Come on in, Myra. Hey, Brett. I'll get you on here in a second. Go ahead, Myra. Coach, I just want to say praise God and read Psalm 23, 3 to 9 for Cape Cod covering from the Christian Revolution for the West Virginia event coming up from for the Kentucky event and Pennsylvania event that Bobby Lee is planning. And um, Psalm 23, 3 to 6, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, I fought a walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear the no shadow evil. of death. It isn't really the valley of death. It looks like death. It's a shadow of death, right? Yes. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. You prepare a table before me in wow. the presence of my enemies. Oh, they got to stand there and watch you eat. They got to stand there and watch you eat. You anoint my head with oil, my cups runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Myra. Hallelujah. Uh, if you can, real quick, I don't know if I sent it to you. Pull, pull up that pull up that video of uh, 
Liz Warren. I sent it as a standalone. Did you guys see this? This is the kind of stuff that we're fighting against. Let's see if we get it here. Uh, keep going. It's a standalone email, Spence. I think I sent it to you. Yeah, shame on me. I didn't. Here it comes. We can tag in, Coach. Okay. I, hey, uh, while, while Spencer's getting that, uh, I'm going to kick it over to Brett. we got a big production here. we got a, we got a reporter over here. So go ahead, Brett. Hey, uh, Ohio Brett here, live from Mashpee Cape Cod. And we're so excited that uh, I'm excited to be Coach Dave Strong Safety on Team Jesus. But we're thankful here that Juan Savin helped launch thechristianrevolution.net and Gideon's Army. We have Jerry right here with Gideon's Army. What a pleasure it is for me to be here this morning with Ohio Brett and Coach Dave and Jonathan. Absolutely amazing. We all got together last night. The Lord was with us. The power of the Lord was here. The prayers were amazing. The excitement, just so amazing. The Team Jesus is connecting all over the country for a remnant today, a Samuel company, to stand up against powers and principalities of darkness. As Coach Dave says, we're going to kick them right in the ass, as Coach Dave tells us, <laughs> and we're excited. So it's a pleasure to have these guys here with us as we join the next three days to seek the face of the Lord. Just a privilege to be on Dave's show this morning. Thank you, Coach Dave. Yep, thanks, there God. God so, the, the, so, folks, the story is, we're everywhere. Do you understand it? We're, we're under different banners, but we're everywhere. And, and, and so, uh, as I, I said, we sat on the sidelines for however many years, and uh, we're just now getting a team put together. This was unbelievable. This shows you the Lucifer. I want you to watch this video. This is the Luciferians that we're dealing with, folks. These are the people that we have got to – we've got to overthrow these in the heavenly realm. We have to overthrow these these principalities and powers. Listen to this wicked woman. What she says in regard, this is Liz. What's your name? I, I mean, to think somebody would even vote for her for president of the United States. Are, are you kidding me? Tell me you're kidding me. She that she would be taken seriously. Well, listen to what she has to say here. What's her name? Liz Warren. Warren. I couldn't find her last name. Listen to this idiot. Go ahead. Massachusetts right now. Those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. She's Can somebody explain that to me? <laughs> Idiot. He's evil. Huh? Evil. I mean, I thought evil. That's how we know that there is a devil and that there are there are demons. She's demons that are loose. Boy, oh boy. So that, that's the kind of stuff that we got to stand up and push back against. Hey, I'm going to open it up. Kathy, come on in there. Anybody else? We got about uh, got about. We're getting ready to do some praise and worship back here. So we got about ten minutes left here. Get your two cents in or keep your mouth shut. Go ahead. Okay, goat. I'll be quick. Um, I, I volunteer at a presidency center on Fridays and we were kind of a little worried about maybe somebody should pack a gun and the director actually did start packing a little pistol in her pocket. But then we just decided we didn't, we don't need to worry because the, uh, police departments right across the street and they like us. (laughs) Well, good. But Kathy, 
I'd pack. <laughs> I'm just done. God bless you. God bless those cops. I'm glad you're there and I'm glad you're on your side. But uh, again, I tell people that I, I pack, not for me. I pack for the ones that I love that are around me. The Bible says greater love is no man than this. And he would lay down his life for his friends. Well, that's true. But I don't have the right to lay down my friend's life. If I have the ability to be able to defend and protect them, then I, I think it's my moral obligation to be able to do so. Jonathan, anybody jump in there? Running on empty here this morning. Anybody? Jump in. Coach, you can tell by the eyes of these people when they're when they're possessed. Uh-huh. Look at her eyes. All when they when they act out like that, you can tell by their eyes. I don't even know if they're they, human, Joseph. I don't even know if they're human, really. In a lot of ways. Rochelle. Um, yeah, she she does look like a demon. Um I just wanted to bring up um, remember a couple days ago, maybe a day or two ago, Biden was talking and he said that there was this 10 year old girl who got raped and had yeah, to yeah, yeah. go to Indiana. Well, yeah. that was the, okay. So there's no such case of a 10 year old getting raped. Like Mr. Biden. Said. I was, was going to play that today. In fact, uh, the Ohio attorney general, Dave Yost made a public statement yesterday that that was absolutely made up bogus no history of any case like that. And the president of the United States passed that around as propaganda. So again, Rochelle, if you can't explain to everybody who doesn't know what that propaganda was that was that was out there. All because well, of the right to have an abortion, folks. What what was the story, Rochelle? Right. They they think abortion, you should be able to do this at a drive through at seven eleven. But um just <laughs> So what he was creating this fake story of this 10 year old girl who had gotten raped by, I think they had tried to make it by a family member and that's, that was a lie. And so people actually did some investigation instead of just taking his word for it. And they found out there was no such case. And the, it was um, a doctor who had made this comment originally and the president just took it. No proof, no nothing. Remember, um, I was, I'm pretty sure Obama who signed into the legislation that we are allowed to be propagandized against. They can lie to their teeth through us and there's no repercussions. That's right. Uh, that's sad. By the way, folks, police officers too. I learned that one the hard way. You know, cops can lie to you. Right. They can lie to you. Oh man, man. We're in a, we're in dangerous territory. We get there. Myra, come on in there. Coach, I just want to say, um, I praise the Lord for the doctors we have in Coach Dave, uh, Dr. Gosling and Majed. Uh, I was at her meeting yesterday, and she looks spectacular. And uh, we're reading Isaiah 38, uh, talking about doctors. Now Isaiah had said, let them take a cake of figs and apply it to the boil that he may recover. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith without works is dead. Isn't that right? Faith. Without works is dead. Somebody's trying to throw Isaiah 38 up. And did you want, want me to see something there, Jonathan, I'm missing? Okay, you're trying to do her verse. Gotcha. Help me wrap it up here. Jump in here. Hey, uh, Coach. Yeah, Vinny. Uh, this, is, this is all Book of Hezekiah, brother. This is all, listen, we need to take care of the situation right now. Or our kids are forfeit. You understand? Our kids can't, can't deal with this nonsense, right? It's well, our see. job. Vinny, it's the urgency of the of the time, and it's like uh, if an old weed's grown in your yard, the longer you let that weed grow, the bigger it gets, the harder it is to root out. Yeah, and no. uh, 
you know, we're not we're not rooting this stuff out for our kids and our grandchildren. It's about a wise man. The scripture says leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and it isn't money. It's not money. Sheila Holm is here. I probably shouldn't say that, and she's listening to Coach Dave live. How about that? Go ahead, Jonathan. So to rebuild America, you have to rebuild the man. I'm just gonna. I want you all to think about that. If we were gonna, if we're gonna rebuild this country, it's not physical. It's not buildings and new buildings, technology, even medicine. You have to rebuild the man. The Garden of Eden, God made man to be the vice regent of the earth, perfect harmony with the Father, the love relationship with the Father. The soul was right. So we got to get all of that back in order. And then he can be a good father and a good husband and all that kind of stuff. Amen. But they've been destroying men for a long time. So that's that's what I see. So, Amen. Amen. Joe, come on in. Well, thank you, Coach. Um, you know, you, you say, you notice how big the team is there. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I just discovered yesterday when I went to lunch spontaneously, one of my board members, that there's a church I'm going to visit Saturday night, and it's also on Sunday. There's a church here that did not shut down at all. People were coming from all over Northern California to this church here in California. And uh, they, 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 the pastor said, Roe v. Wade is gone. On the pulpit, he said it. And they celebrated it in church. Wow. And he yeah. is telling his congregation they have to get involved in the politics and to clean up it's just like what we're doing and um people that uh, uh people that we talk about and praise are coming to his church from all around the country so there are places that are shining Amen. like gideon with the light Amen. and making noise shine so, light and make noise that's it joe <laughs> they, they planted you in Northern California. Some good stuff's going on there. Matthew, come on in quickly. You gotta unmute yourself, Matt. Well, well, Matt. Sometimes it's on a delay, folks. So I can give Matt some some grace. Try to get yourself unmuted there, Matthew. Look, so uh, I had a I had a little uh, Jr. sent me an email. I'm not telling tales on Jr. Sent me an email that made me think a little bit. And JRs was saying, Coach, you know, ultimately the problem is uh, the family. We, if we don't fix the family, we're not going to get this thing straight. And I pondered on it a while, and then I responded to JR. I said, no, cause and effect, JR. I think the family is the effect. The cause is, that's what we have to ask ourselves. What's causing the problems in the world? Is the world falling apart because of pornography? Or is pornography evidence of the world falling apart? We have to get we have to get these together. And I would say that at the heart of everything that we're dealing with is we no longer believe and stand for truth. That's that's where that's where I see it, right? A man and a woman as husband and wife forever, no divorce. That folks. The attack has been on every aspect of America, the family, the children, the education. And so, therefore, although I agree with Jr., the family's at the heart of it. Well, the family's been under assault by lies. They, they gave us welfare. And what did welfare do? It destroyed the family. 
They did it on purpose. We look at what's going on. Everything is designed. Pornography is designed to destroy the family. Yes, the family is important, but it all is cause and effect. And if we don't come back and stand on truth, none of these pornography, child stealing, you name it, all of it comes back because we have veered off the truth. That's, that's it. The heart of it. So no matter where you are, no matter what the battle is that you're fighting, you have got to inject truth into it. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the uh, life. I am the truth. I am the truth. Truth. That's our weapon. And he was a person. He walked. He walked. He walked truth out. And they hated him. It ain't just an idea. It's you walk it. You Amen. look it. <laughs> Amen. So I, I, I thank JR for sending me that email because it made, made me think. And uh, yeah. The family screwed up. Why? Because it was the target. And how did they do it? They told us lies. They told us lies about the family. They told us lies about the marriage bed. They told us lies, and we believed the lies. And so the destruction of the family is the result. It's not the cause. And it's not just just that. I mean, whatever. Education. How long are we going to continue to let our children be taught lies? How, how long? How long are we going to let the president of the United States make up a story about some 10-year-old girl getting raped? And it was a lie. It is a lie. Truth. It's all about the truth. Do I have time? I got time real quickly. Joanne. Uh, yes, I think you're right on. And I also think it's got a lot to do with the laziness of the parents. I mean, sure. people have gotten lazy. They Joanne, want somebody else to do it. And this is what we got as a result. We've been trained to be lazy. We've been trained to be lazy, Joanne. I'm in a hurry. Sheila, Sheila okay. home. Okay. Whoops. Okay, in okay. coaching terms, we've been following their playbook. <laughs> they, they established they a playbook. We cooperated. We went out on the field with the wrong team. When are we going to change? <laughs> Dale, come on in. Well, Coach, to go along with what you're saying, uh, Psalms 127 verse 4 says, As arrows are in the hands of a warrior, so are children in one's youth, for they shall not be ashamed when they sit with the enemy in the gate. Let me tell you what, all children are arrows. But the lacking of what you're just saying is the first verse of that chapter that says, Unless the Lord build the house, they that laboreth, laboreth in vain. In other words, these arrows have been honed in the evil hands. And brother, it is the lack of the lordship of Jesus Christ in a man's heart. Amen, Dale. We'd send them to Caesar, and he trained those arrows, and they shoot back at us. That's uh, so. Again, that helped to destroy the family, right? It's cause and effect. A lot of different things that are going on here. Jack, quickly. Just moral relativism and compromise with evil, and that's all we had to do, and it's over. Yes, sir. Well, the boys are back in town, Jack. The boys are back in town. Yeah, you're you're where I live. You're good. You're right around the corner from where I had a house. I thought I smelled it. Just kidding, Jack. Jack, Just kidding. Just kidding. Quickly, Julie. Yeah. um, Like what you said, what Dale said, you know, we have not put Christ in the center of our families. And that's why. Anything. Anything. Thank you. They lied to us about the separation between the church and state and became the separation of the family and state, the separation of education and state. Everything became separated from the truth, right? That's what what happened to us. So we have to, again, bring the truth and person of the truth. We got to get him back involved. Things will be a lot better.
God bless you. See you tomorrow.